welcome to another The Adventure Mechanic side quest. I'm Chandler. For this side quest, I wanted to talk about getting a specific feature for your game to good enough. By that, I mean getting your game into a good enough state that you're both satisfied with what you made, yet it doesn't bog you down working on one feature for so long that you risk derailing your project entirely. This came up because one of the participants in my game design forum asked about it. I initially struggled with a good response for this, so I had to sit and think on it before I had a satisfactory one. That being said, you get to reap the benefits of what that question being asked wrought. Let's talk about getting to good enough. When a person in the forum asks about getting to good enough specifically, they were talking about getting one mechanic, or I think feature rather, to a good enough state to playtest it. Obviously, this is a subjective opinion on what is good enough. So, this is going to depend entirely on you as a game developer. This is a different question than asking if you can use outside resources to accomplish what you're looking for in a given feature or mechanic. I know I previously talked about using existing resources to make a complete game, but this is kind of the flip side of that. We are looking at the core parts of your game that need to get your special touch to really make it your own here. That means we are looking at the parts you should absolutely be custom designing for your game specifically. If the core of your game is about farming, for instance, you want to spend a good majority of your time looking at those farming mechanics. And this is where using outside resources is going to make your game feel far more generic than it needs to be. If, however, you spend the majority of your time looking at the core mechanic of farming and forget the rest of your game, it's going to feel horribly lopsided and probably incomplete. So, how do you find that balance between asset flipping or mechanic flipping and sacrificing the rest of your game as a whole for one feature or mechanic? Well, this is going to be your call as a designer. What does good enough look like? Let's start there. For some, it's going to be the mere presence of a feature or mechanic. For others, it's going to be that feature in a completely finished and polished state. For the purposes of this talk, it's going to be somewhere between the two. Not every feature needs to be completely finished or polished, yet will have to be more than just having the feature there to be considered good enough. This leaves a huge chasm of wiggle room for you as a designer to work in. What's good enough for me may not be good enough for you, after all. And that's kind of the point of this talk. How can we get you to that good enough state that you consider? It is not good enough to compare your work or games to a finished version when doing this. I would argue that this is actually actively harmful to you as a designer. If you're making a Metroidvania and comparing your movement set to the one that is in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, for example, you are setting yourself up for failure. I say that because Castlevania Symphony of the Night was made by a large team over the course of years. If you're a solar developer, you are never going to reach that level at that same speed. Instead, you're going to want to look at the small pieces that you can change and compare those to how you want them to feel. I know it's going to be somewhat difficult, especially if you are looking to make that Metroidvania to rival Symphony of the Night, but it will be more useful to look at those features in isolation as opposed to the game as a whole. Let's talk about some of those rules I have for getting a feature or mechanic too good enough. The first rule I have is to do a feature or mechanic in multiple passes. I don't know about you, but I struggle to have the best idea for a mechanic the first time I come up with it. There's a phrase in life that I've come across that says, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing right the first time. 
And I'm not necessarily certain that this is useful when it comes to game design. After all, sometimes an idea needs to have more time to figure out what it wants to be before you can call it complete. A more useful phrase I've found is, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing halfway. Now that doesn't seem like a great way to design something, i.e. doing it only halfway or getting it only halfway done, but it is useful in a game design context. Sometimes it's counterintuitive, but giving yourself space to fail on a given mechanic or feature will allow you time to revisit it in the future when you figure out what was missing from it the first time around. Allowing that failure state, for lack of a better phrase, is going to allow you to play with that feature more later. Failure states aren't necessarily bad things, especially in game design. You need to allow yourself to fail at some level. After all, game design is hard. This rule of forcing you to bake in that point where you're going to fail. And you will fail. We all fail. It's not that you're leaving that feature permanently, it's more that you're giving yourself the ability to walk away from it in the first place. The second rule that I have when designing a feature or mechanic is to leave it in a state that can be shipped. In the context of a video game, that means that even if it's not perfect, I can still get useful feedback out of it if I release it as is. This is important because you will always want your game in a playable state. I know, I know, I just talked about that, why am I bringing it up again? But this is really important that I will never not harp on it. Leaving it in a shippable state means that you will have at least the latest iteration of the idea that you have for that feature or mechanic. If it's in a broken state that you cannot play, it's of zero use to you or your players. It also looks bad on you as a designer, as if you didn't consider that feature or mechanic as important. Just go take a look at any early access game that was abandoned and look at the reviews for them if you are strong enough. You'll see a lot of very salty players venting about how a mechanic wasn't done or broken or missing or any other variety of uh, phrases that they will want to use. Now, to be fair, many games in early access are abandoned for a variety of reasons, so it's not exactly fair to look at them as an example of what not to do. But the point I'm trying to make here is that if those mechanics were left in a relatively stable state, even if they were able to be exploited in some way, shape, or form, the game is still playable. And that's the main point of having a feature ready to ship. Even if it ends up getting pulled or not being relevant, it's still there for somebody to look at and engage with. And that's the kind of the point of this rule. You need to make your game as complete as you can at any given point. Obviously, this doesn't really apply to prototyping, but even there, having a rule of leaving the game idea in a playable state helps. Nothing sucks worse than having to play detective on your own game prototype. Trust me on that one. This third rule that I have is a wee bit more nebulous, but it is thoroughly tied into rules 1 and 2. Whenever I'm frustrated, or annoyed, or blocked in some way on a given feature or mechanic, I'll step away from it for a short time. For me, it's usually a week or two, and then after that time away, I'll take a look at the feature and see what was giving me problems and try and rectify it there. Just because a mechanic or feature is good enough at the time, it doesn't mean that I'm done with it. I know a lot of artists of various types will never consider any of their works done, and I'm one of them. I guess the rule here is to walk away from a given mechanic or feature after it blocks you. With the caveat that you're going to need to leave it in a playable state, this is useful because it'll allow you to let those slower parts of your brain ruminate on that issue that you're having with it 
and give it maybe some time to really think about it. You may come to the conclusion that what you have is fine, and that's perfect. Other times you'll realize that you need to take another pass at it, and maybe you have a solution because you waited. That's also good. Sometimes you just have to sit on a problem really to find a satisfactory answer for it. And if game design is anything, it's a series of really hard problems. However you get to good enough is entirely up to you. Just remember, your definition of good enough isn't going to be the same as your players. You'll want to adjust it accordingly. But that's for another talk. This only touches the surface of what I consider important to getting to good enough. But I think it's a good place to start. If there's enough interest in this topic for another talk, I can get a little bit more into the weeds on it. That being said, this has been the Adventure Mechanics side quest on getting to good enough. As always, if you've had any feedback on this side quest or anything else we've made, you can reach out directly below in our comments section of this episode, or if you want to talk to me directly, I am in the gamedev.place instance of Mastodon as at JC Siron, S-I-R-R-O-N. I'm Chandler, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. The intro and outro music are excerpts from Plinian, retro gaming version, royalty-free. Music provided and produced by Lone Peak Music. Link in the description.